Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is episode number 13. We're doing lightning round once again. This will be part two of a three-part series. If you haven't yet, go to CoachPots.com. Sign up for the newsletter. If you're in the South Loop area, get ready, folks, because we're having another live boot camp July 11th, 24th in Dearborn. Email me if you have any questions about the boot camp or if anything I could do for you. Email us some questions for the show. It's Andy at CoachPots.com. Without further ado, enjoy the episode number 13, Home and Body Improvement Show. What's going on, buddy? I am doing great. Is it raining over there in Chicago? Um, rain is not the word I would use. It's definitely drizzling a little bit. There's some... Oh, get, uh, get ready. What's going on over here? It's heading your direction. Oh, no. Is it bad? Oh, it's coming down. Let's it's hope that uh, we get this podcast over with because you and I have a lot of fans and we got to take care of those fans before, you know, the rain hits. I don't want to be distracted. I want to have Ross, my undivided attention... That's right. Thank you. I mean, Andy, and I appreciate that. You've given your time, focusing on me, every second, every minute, every hour. That is great of you. Thank you. Ross, I know you don't have any friends, so what do you do on the weekends? Andy, you the same. Okay? Let's just say this. we got to call a spade a spade. I know you have some cardboard cutouts of yourself. but you, That, you that didn't answer the question. That did not answer the question. Admit to it. So, um... The question is, what do I do on the weekends? Well, I like to do side jobs in order to get some extra income. Due so to uh, Prager University. Sorry, how can I say it? Uh, who's who's the who's the guy in charge of Illinois? Anyway, Pritchard. the, toxic, the oh, taxes are too fine. great out here, and so I'm just trying to find ways just to get some extra money to maybe move out of state. There, I said it. I said it. It's too good out here in Illinois. There I are there are a lot, lot of taxes. Hey, love or hate Illinois, you got to admit there's a lot of taxes. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. That's so you did some side jobs. Did you do anything you want to talk about? Or is this... Did you finish that bathroom remodel? I did finish up the bathroom remodel. That has been completed. So I've been happy about that. That's out the door. Uh, client is happy. Uh, and no leaks, no fuss, no nothing. So... <clears throat> Sorry, man. It's my voice cracks. No, everything's going good. Hey, do you know what? You didn't realize this, but the people listening at home, now it sounds better because before we were talking into the back of the microphone. So I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, good. I know. Hey, man, this is I never claimed to be a professional, my friend. And I always said every week's a work in progress. So welcome back, Ross. Good. So how was your weekend? Did you have a good one? You know what I did, Ross? I watched The Disaster Artist. Are you familiar? No, it's The Disaster Artist. It's about this complete lunatic who tries to make a movie, and the movie ended up being so bad it's actually good. It's like okay. the, considered the worst movie of all time, and it's kind of a cult classic at this point. But, you know, he set out to make a great movie, spent a ton of dough uh, without, you know, ever having made anything ever before this. And... um I, it was it was entertaining, you know. It was kind of like you, you know. I mean, the room. It was You're so bad you couldn't That's help the but laugh. Version of it, the room. The room. Yes. Have you seen yeah. it? Have you seen the room? 
I didn't care to, but I had a buddy who was a cult, who's in a cult classic films, and he says there was a big following when The Room came out. He says it's horrible, and people treat this movie like it's a Rocky Horror Picture Show. They remember all the lines, and I knew about this thing ten years ago, and I didn't. I saw parts of it, and it was horrible. It so, was just horrible. So the disaster artist was the making of The Room. But that's awesome. I'm almost anxious to see the room at this point. That's how it was intriguing. I'm not saying either one of them were great movies. They definitely managed to pique my curiosity about like, how did this get to be such a cult movie? I mean, I got to see how bad, how bad is it for it to be that bad? It's bad, but it's good. (laughs) Well, maybe I will watch it then. And so uh, I can't tell you what else I did. I, I feel like I'm doing more home improvement projects. I um, still got to finish those sliding doors. I didn't quite get around to, um, you know what? They don't quite stay put like they should. So I think I'm going to go the magnet route. We'll see how that goes. And if that ain't happening, then I got to redo the rail that I hung them on. So, but you know what today you know, is, Ross? I forget. I wait, mean, listen, go ahead. Quick, quick thing. So you had that trek that you said this little sliding, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I had a client uh, who did put on his uh, barn doors himself, and he had a little slide. But what he did, ended up doing was he got this little um, felt paper, like felt cloth, like wool cloth, right? It's like this little thing you put underneath, like uh, you know, any 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 like candle holders. It's just a little felt. That I know what has, you mean. Like, yes, you know, stickiness under it. He put that little just a little you know just it was like half inch little quarter inch little piece this little thing right on that track and when he rolled his track right over it stopped it ah oh, that might actually work that's not surprised. a bad idea like, where, where did you get that he's like i oh, just put this little felt thing here and i was like what yeah and you know sometimes it's, it's just that Sometimes it's just that simple thing. Because it literally is off by just enough to make it kind of want to move. And it's just like, yeah, that's probably all it would take. Ross, That's I knew you served a purpose. That's actually a really good tip, my friend. Thank you so much. I might do that. I'll probably do what I was going to do anyway. But uh, I don't see it either way being an expensive fix, you know. I mean, I went the cheap route. I made the damn doors myself. So uh, I'm not looking to spend tons of money nor time. But uh, that might do the trick, my friend. Good one. I went to Ikea. I hung uh, hung some uh, lighting fixtures around the lights I had in my bedroom. That's exciting, right, Ikea? Are yeah, you a big Ikea yeah. guy? You I are. I love Ikea. It's great. No, yeah, but don't you have a handful of clients that actually outfit their, like, their whole room, whether it be bathroom or bedroom or whatever, with just Ikea stuff? I've had a client install an Ikea. I've installed an Ikea kitchen for, uh, for one client in the city uh, in their condo, and I thought it was great. Um it, you know, if you're somebody who, who can actually is good at assembling and the, the directions are pretty straightforward and it's compartmentalized, uh, I didn't mind it because actually you can modify your cabinets uh, where you want your poles uh, and your, your drawers to be and how you want to um, have your garbage can placed. So I liked how you can customize it. I like so. Ikea. You know, I, I don't think anybody buys Ikea thinking it's going to last 20 years. I will say this stuff is relatively quality for what it is and it looks good but you know is is it like you know top notch like i every time i sit in an ikea chair i feel like it's gonna fall apart because either a it was it's not intended to last forever anyway or b the person who put it together didn't use that allen wrench correctly and it's not screwed in the way it should be 
So, but you know what? I, I honestly, I go to Ikea and I get ideas and I don't always, you know, like those have the room set up and you're like, mm, I could see, you know, adding one or two of those to my bedroom. So I, I like Ikea. It's like a wonderland for home improvement. I'll be honest. I'm okay with, with an Ikea kitchen, especially if you have the kitchen cabinet drawers, you know, the face of the face of the cabinet, right? You can change those out after 10 years and put another face on it if you don't like the design that you have. Well, Ross, as you know, and as I know, we're not here to talk about Ikea, my friend. We are ready for boom, 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 lightning round number two. <sighs> it's going to be crazy. Why? Because the first one was so good. Yeah. I think we got at least million. I think it was a million people that tuned in last time. So I'm seeing if we could double that. Two million people for part number two. You know how it is with like the sequel typically better anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, would you say, I can think of movies where the sequel isn't as good, and I can think of the sequel where the actual, but like Crocodile Dundee, sequel was better, bar none. But who makes Crocodile Dundee references these days besides me? Are you ready for lightning rounds, or what are you thinking, pal? Yes. Just fire away? We'll definitely start with a home question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like small talk's over, man. Let's just get this over. I just want to give a nice muted yes response. <laughs> Uh, I think I have a new uh, timer, which uh, I think you're going to enjoy. It was not the ding, 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 ding. This time it's, 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 it's completely different. So, um, And I did send the questions in advance, although I didn't read them in advance. So I'm going to read them mostly how they were written. Hopefully you have some sort of response in mind. You have one minute to get it out, and then we'll chat about it. We'll move on to the next one. Just to have a little bit of fun, I'm going to ask two home improvement questions first then we'll do two body improvement questions and then we'll do one 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 all right uh first question is coming up talking about must-have tools is it better to carry a screwdriver scissors pliers etc or to have a multi-tool like a leatherman and i'm gonna go ahead and say this a gerber or is that good enough three two one and go so if you say having tools which tool is better uh carrying screwdriver scissors pliers um or a multi-tool. The thing about those multi-tools, I'd rather have a tool bag with it has my screwdriver, my flathead, and my Phillips in one with a nice seven-in-one in my tool bag. Because one thing about a multi-tool, if you ever find yourself camping, you're always kind of flipping back and forth between one tool to the next tool with that multi-tool. And yeah, it's good if you're out in the woods, you know, because you're only doing minimal, you know, work. But for your home purposes, um, I, I pretty much go towards a tool bag. A multi-tool is good if you're, I'd say it's good to have like a multi-tool, like a Leatherman in your pocket if you're going over, if you're anywhere in the city, if you're traveling around, because that kind of helps you for a little multi-purpose tasks. I was helping out uh, some of my girlfriends uh, when I was meeting, meeting up with them at their apartment, and I was just tightening down their toilet seat because a lot of people don't tighten down their toilet seat, so I was helping them. Oh, so. time. Jeez, look at that. Um, how do I turn this thing off? Son of a... I just can't... All right. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and chime in a little about this, too. Uh, the Leatherman, I find that the pliers are probably the most... You know, if you're if you're multi like Swiss Army knife was great back in the day, if you remember those, but they never had the, the plier part to it. And I find that's what I actually end up using the most. That and a screwdriver. I think it's if, if you're in a pinch, uh, you know, and you're doing small stuff, 
but I would never go to a job with just a multi-tool. Like if, <laughs> if I have a tool bag or a tool belt, I'm bringing that with me. Obviously, it's better. But if it's uh, something that I, I probably would have my multi-tool nearby just in case my screwdriver's across the room and I know I could just pull it out of my pocket. Fair statement? Uh, pretty fair. I just think it's kind of funny how when you're doing a project, you have to be, you have to realize there's more setup and execution that you need to do. Tarps, you need a table, you need, you know, some MDF boards covering your floors so you don't ruin or dent them. Do you follow me? Do you know how to do those things? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm following along uh, everything you say. It sounds amazing. It's all about the prep. If you don't prep, you're in trouble. That is true. And the question number two, are we ready? What are new trends that are musts in newly constructed homes today? For example, one, uh, rainwater collection bins, solar panels, bomb shelters. That's funny, but with this whole COVID thing. Saunas in the basement, I see those a lot more. Heated garages, etc., and so forth. Musts in newly constructed homes today. Three, two, one, go. Um, well, I think a lot of these things are most current things that are that are going on today. You know, in the suburbs, I really see those rainwater collection bins uh, from a lot of people who, uh, who have ranch houses into two-story houses. Solar panels, I don't really think they're really worth that much out here in the Midwest due to the amount of uh, gray skies that we do see out here. Um, bomb shelter, if you want to go for it, awesome. That's your your ticket sauna in a basement i always think a sauna is a great thing to have um or a steamer if you want to um if that is in your price range and budget uh heated garage oh my gosh that's the best thing to have because when you come into your house um depends on how the winter condition is nice little warm garage is the best thing um and a heated driveway again that's going to cost you probably up to jace you know uh, probably up to ten thousand dollars. I'm assuming for a heated driveway, but once that's set, that's done and done. Because you have to lay the electrical. Oh. So I, you know what? I, I, there's definitely got to be like trends, right? Like, you know, how about fireplaces? I think almost every home had one back in the day, but now they're not as popular, or they're just well, gas Andy, fireplaces. Well, if you let me talk once in a while, I can actually get my point across. Uh -huh. But here. Let me tell you the latest trend that came to my mind. Okay. Are you, re are you listening? I got a pen and paper. I'm ready to go. Barn sink. Barn sink? Yeah, dude. A barn sink? A barn sink. What's That's a what barn sink? It. A barn sink. I got so many clients that are running a barn sink that's in their kitchen. So you have your kitchen sink, right? But the barn sink is pretty much more of the steel face sink. It's like, pretty much you know 12 inches wide. A 12 inch face of his kitchen sink and looks more fancy and it, everyone's liking it it's the most like william sonoma cute thing you can have in your kitchen barn sink. barn sink wow you know because it was like i mean i i never would have thought about well i don't know what the current trends are but i know you know homes built in like the 70s and 80s almost every single one of them had a bar and that was usually a wet bar too and you don't see that very often, especially in newly constructed homes. Uh, for the most part, it seems like people have some sort of cart, you know, or some sort of, you know, maybe a shelf that they've converted to uh, where they keep all their liquor bottles and stuff. But it just doesn't seem. But back in the day, man, it seemed like every house had one, you know. Um, barn sink. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? Barn sink. It's just it makes it look more homey for your kitchen if you have a barn sink. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. Let's do one more home improvement question. Are you ready, Ross? Can you do three in a row? I'm in. Here it Bring is. It. What are ranges? Um, 
What is a typical price for a home job? For example, how much do bathroom remodels cost, a teardown, uh, building a new garage, finishing basements? How much should you expect to pay and how do you prioritize these jobs? Three, two, one, go. What's most important thing is how does master bedroom look, master bathroom look, and then the hall bathroom. Um, if they're okay to get by, you know, people like to focus on the kitchen. Uh, price range for bathroom remodeling job can range up to probably five grand and higher. I mean, that's a low end, but like, you know, it could be seven grand to be 11 grand uh, and counting because it all depends on what are the fix and the finishes that want to be going on. So if people want a heated floor for their bathroom, it's another expense because you have to run electrical and guide it to your um, your electrical electrical box mm -hmm. um and for what teardowns that's kind of all in the price of doing the project of the demoing and rebuilding a new garage i've never built a new garage finished basement you're even you're in the high range too it could be up to oh you know 70 70 grand or higher it all depends on what you want to do so or lower there's all these price ranges I guess the question I have about this actually brings up a good point, but like, you know, let's say you decide to do a kitchen remodel. Uh, ideally, you're going to enjoy that, right? But like an $11,000 kitchen remodel, does that really add, I don't know, $15,000 to your value of your home? It seems like when you watch all these flipping shows, you're like, oh, we're going to redo the, you know, master bathroom. And that just added, you know, it cost 5000 and added $10,000 in value. Are, is it true or are a lot of those numbers inflated? I feel like some of those can be inflated, but I think any client now, this generation wants everything brand new, fresh, and clean looking. They want everything done. They do not want to do any DIY work. There's a lot of people who do not know how to do anything. So they'd rather pay the money to have it all fit and finished. It's that generation, you know? man. Bunch of soft people. Sorry, but that's society right now. Until you know, people are starting to eat it. I'll have to figure it out. Did so. I hear you correctly? You said the master bedroom and master bathroom are priority jobs. I would think those would be last because other than the people who live there, who's really using those areas? I mean, people like their shrines. So if you want a master bathroom, that's that's priority. You know, hall bathroom, it could be another priority or the first floor bathroom. I've had a lot of people focus on the kitchen and the hall bathroom that everybody does use because guests are going to be in your kitchen. Guests are going to be using your hall bathroom. Those Speaking. are two focus, and then they work their way to the bedrooms. If you did have a home in your master bedroom, how many pictures of yourself do you think you would have? Besides the ceiling mural of myself touching Jesus, you know, with the finger, is that God? That's God. So we're touching each other. Right. Um, Besides the mural, probably, we're looking probably at good forty-three. Yeah, they all range on size. As long as you keep it under 50, Next you don't question. want to be excessive. Next question is for me. How much should I spend on a gym membership? And is it better and or cheaper to build your home gym? Three, two, gym. one, go. Um, the question, I, I like this question because it really does vary. I would say when it comes to gym memberships, you know, Planet Fitness offers, you know, $10 a month and you can get a decent workout at a Planet Fitness. Uh, you know, some of the low cost ones are anywhere between like 50, 30 to 40, $50 is going to be like an export. Um, I know, I think it's um, Equinox because it's closer to like 200. I know East Bank is over $200 and that's per month. All those gyms are pretty much going to have everything you want, but you have to deal with gym culture. In terms of building your own gym, you can get away with 
coolest set of light and heavy dumbbells, uh, maybe some TRX straps, maybe a pull-up bar if you can install that and get a great workout. But if we're talking about building in your garage, you're looking at anywhere between probably for a decent gym, five to $10,000 with barbells and plates and all that type of stuff. So it really depends on what you're willing to deal with, how much you're willing to spend, and if you like living or if you like working out at home. Um, I can elaborate on that too, but I'm watching this timer going on and it's making me super anxious. Oh, well, turn it off. I, was, I want to kind of, why, why $10,000 for a gym? Well, cause you're looking at the, the plates, well, a treadmill itself, which you're probably going to need for the winter time, you know, commercial ones, they could be anywhere over $5,000, but you know, a good home treadmill is going to cost close to a thousand bucks. Um, if you're talking about using some equipment that isn't going to go bad on you, meaning like barbells that aren't going to bend and stuff, you know, it, it, those run about $300. You're usually paying minimum buck a pound, but you know, these days pr- prices through the roof, um, for like home, you know, plates and stuff. So those benches that like, you know, they don't look very, um, they don't look very expensive. Those usually run between three and $500. If you want to get the ones that incline, they might even cost more. So that stuff really, really adds up. And uh, some of those equipment you know, pieces, I think, are essential. Like definitely a bench, uh, maybe a box. Those boxes from Rogue that have three different uh, heights on each side, those are about $150 each. Um, that's what I'm saying, like a home gym that's decent and has all the equipment that you could possibly want. You should budget about five grand. But if you don't like working out with other people, uh, if you are, have time constraints or you work from home and it's like going to the gym, doing all that type of stuff, you know, coming back uh, is a big pain and, and you value your time more and you have the space in your garage. Personally, I don't think there's anything better than a nice garage gym. But yeah, it, it, it can get expensive. I still think it's crazy. I'm like, do people really need a treadmill? They don't. Same. Uh, for the winter time, it's it's definitely nice to have. Um, is it necessary? No. A lot of people, are, you know, rowers, I think, might be, you know, because you'd always go around, row, row, uh, you could always go run outside, but you're not going to go row outside. And a rower can easily be stored, you know, like vertical. So you could put okay. it behind a wall or something like that. So that might be a better piece of equipment. But the concept two rowers, they run at least 800, usually $850. Uh, and, you know, any kind of cardio equipment is going to cost close to a thousand bucks. You know, those Peloton bikes, I think, right. are closer to two grand. Uh, yeah, I mean, but those are outrageous. You can get a decent spin bike for about $7,800. Um, it just depends. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the original question is how much did you spend on a gym membership? I would think if you know what you're going to do, uh, be willing to um, go to a low cost gym during off hours. If you don't like to fight the crowds and you really uh, prefer having nice equipment, pay the money because some of those gyms can be slums. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is get MRSA once and it's, you're going to realize it wasn't worth saving $50 a month for a cheaper gym membership. Let's move on. Martial arts. Everyone's talking about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but some say Krav Maga is the best blend of all practices. What are the different styles and which are the worst for your health? Three, two, one, go. I will go ahead and say that I am not a certified butt kicker, uh, more of a lover than a fighter. You know, I could put some dents in people's skulls if they decide to get on my nerves. But uh, as for like the, the whole mixed martial art world, it's a little bit foreign to me. I was big into Brazilian jiu-jitsu when it first came out when Hoist Gracie won the first UFC. But everything has went towards MMA. And if we're talking about beating people up, you're going to have to be a mixed martial artist. But if you're talking about like in terms of getting in great shape, I think the boxing workouts are phenomenal still, even though they're primarily upper body. Uh, you know, kickboxing, if you're, you know, I mean, that's obviously incorporates some um, lower body stuff, but I'm not familiar with Krav Maga. Um, if I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, some of the, uh, you might even be better. Oh. 
Dude, do you know this question? If you can answer this question, answer this question. I'm turning the timer off because I'm really not qualified to answer this one. All I can say is the whole uh, jujitsu is the popular thing of Joe Rogan's podcast because it's self-defense and you know how to kind of have self-defense to protect yourself. Due to uh, the situation now that we're run into is people rioting, I rather can want to learn uh, like mixed martial arts with jujitsu because then I know I take down somebody and protect myself because um, it's kind of good to have control on trying to preserve your life. So that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the thing about doing jujitsu though, if we want to talk about this, is, is as soon as they figured out, oh, if you're not, if you can't bring me down, then you can't do your jujitsu on me. And that's why though, the Gracies don't dominate the sport anymore. And you know, and you can't just be a jujitsu artist, right? I mean, you have to have a decent stand-up game as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, all do any kind of mixed martial art workout. It's usually pretty good in terms of cardio. Um, are you, do you need to strike somebody in order to get a great workout? No. Um, is punching a bag a great workout? Yes. Uh, so it, it really is an open-ended question, but Krav, Krav Maga, are, you should learn that, Ross, because I feel like I'm going to, you and I are going to get in a fight one time and I want you to be ready, you know? I know, but there's so much, so much exertion when you're going to a fight, yeah. you know, and especially when you know that person. I mean, gosh, it's like, ugh. And you and I like, both have such great sense of humor, so we could probably just talk our way out of it anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, you read my mind. All right, I'm going to read the next question. Okay. Can I read it? Do it. When when using a personal trainer or a nutritionist, how much is a generic template applied to every client, and how much is actually personal tailored to each client? Ooh, this is a good question. I feel like if in terms of universal um, template, like something that all trainers use, I would say that's very little. You know, if you know, you're not going to be no one's going to pay you money if you're using templates that you found in the latest issue of Muscle and Fitness. Those guys get outed pretty quickly. Now, how many things do we use cross clients? Like if I have 10 clients in a day, how many of those clients are doing some of the same exercises? I would say every single one of them getting pretty close to a different workout. But I would say who knows? So there could be workouts that are exercises that everyone did that day. There could be, um, you know, 50% of the workout that it did. But it's not because I'm too lazy and I don't feel like coming up with different exercises. It's because I have a system of exercises that I know works. So I apply that to, you know, different clients. So in terms of nutrition, it's the same deal. You know, you don't have to be eating dragon fruit or, you know, some sort of uh, goji berry that you found in the Himalayas as opposed to somewhere else. Um, in order to have a great diet, sometimes sticking to the bases and making it as simple and as easy as possible is the best thing to do. I told you 90% of my job is just kind of like demystifying some of the questions people have and just holding them accountable. So it it's taking and ding, 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 it's just in ring. Um, taking some of those things that you know work and applying to all those different clients. Uh, the best trainers, it's not always the workout. It's the ability to make you follow the workout. I mean, that's really right. what you're paying for. Because you can find a workout free on the internet. You can find a nutrition plan free on the internet. But a trainer is going to hold you accountable. And they're going to actually answer your questions. And they're going to motivate you to want to continue and reach those goals eventually. And that's what you're actually paying money for. That's what you, yeah. Because, you, yeah, I felt that when I'm in my yoga classes, you know, in the past. It's like, all right, I'm going to show up. But for me, I will definitely follow through on each move. But I know i got a, a teacher there. So at least there's a little assistance, but it's up to me how much I want to put into my workout. Well, I mean, yoga, yoga in particular, you need a mat and some space, right? 
And I mean, you don't need much, but why do people pay close to $150 a month to go to Core Power Yoga? Well, you know, there are coming up with exercises you probably wouldn't do on your own. They are there to assist you at a spot. You make sure you're doing everything correctly. I mean, that's what you're you're paying more. And it's just something about being in a class with other people that's just more motivating, especially if someone looks way better than you, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. it gives you something to shoot for, so... um, Again, you know, that's that's why, you know, when you see, you know, trainers with beer guts and and jowls and stuff like that, it's like, that's cool, man. But, you know, you got to liken that to a dentist with dirty teeth. I mean, what what is it you're I'm I'm shooting for here? You know, I never got that. Guys were like their trainer. I'm like, but you're overweight. Why should I listen to you? They might be fit. You know, there are some really strong people that have, you know their belly pours over their uh, front belt buckle. I'm not going to say that's not the case, but you know, some guys that it's just clear that they don't work out and they're sitting there counting your pushups. It's like, you know, how motivated are you really? Question uh, for you, my friend, are you ready to rock and roll? I'm firing this one away. What are things that you should look for when buying a home? For example, foundation leaks, outdated kitchen, piping, radiate heating. Oh, I can chime in on this one, uh, et cetera. What are small signs that could indicate very serious and dire consequences? Go! Um, first, like address locations for where you want to have better flow, where you want to make your life better for accessibility to schools, um, to your job and to the grocery store and to common places. Next, uh, check out your foundation and plumbing uh, that is in your basement. Um, you know, recently we re- replaced uh, a shutoff valve to a house that was built in 68. And so that original shutoff valve, that was the main line come, main, main water line come into the house. There is a shutoff valve that's inside and that thing was just corroded. So that can be definitely changed out from a plumber. Awesome. But then after that, the pipe that was inside the house was galvanized. So check out the plumbing, see if you have accessibility, if you want to update that, but also, um, you know, check out your siding, check out your roof and your windows. Those are kind of the most important things I like to look for, but some things you can get by with a roof. It depends how bad it is. Uh, windows, can give it or take, but you always want to kind of go for, uh, you know, oh, there we go. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, the thing too, I guess it really depends sometimes in the home, if you're living in a home or in a condo, um, I know I have a client right now, she's considering buying, but loves her unit, hates her building, right? And another thing too with those condos is that they'll stick you with these assessments and not only just the assessments, um, uh, what are the, the, the one-time fee where like, you know, they're going to change all the windows on the entire building. So now everybody gets stuck with a uh, an assessment and then all of a sudden you're paying and if they don't have, you know, that's another thing too, is it, um, God, what do they call it? They have their fund for the building. Uh, they're in reserve right, association the, well the, the right. reserve right and if there's not a lot of money in the reserve and then there's going to be a major update to like the roof and they pull from that reserve and there's not enough money well then everyone's got to kick in and so like that that condo that you know you paid a lot of money for all of a sudden you're paying for stuff that you don't necessarily even get to enjoy you know if, if the elevators need to get fixed all of a sudden you know that's you know could be 10 20 grand that you weren't uh, planning on spending so um, things like that, you know, a good realtor will know the buildings in the city and they'll give you a heads up about stuff like that. But it sounds to me like the answer you're, what you're trying to say is it's foundational stuff, right? Like the roof, yeah. the, you know, those are the expensive fixes. So look yeah, for those roof, first. Roof can cost about $35,000. Yeah. But isn't what you may, you might know about this. What is that where they have to disclose everything at the time of closing that the, that are known? And if they don't disclose everything, you it's not like a, selling a, a, a lemon car, right? Like uh, there are certain things that by law that they have to tell you. And if they don't, they have to come back and are responsible for it. Do you know anything about this? 
a little bit, but I feel like anything that's, you know, you know, what I've learned in the past is just like, you know, if there are some things at the house, you know, can you take out some of the pricing that's in the house? You know, like, all right, so the kitchen cabinets are not the best or there's a little bit of foundation problems. Can you take care of the cost for the foundation around the house? You know, so we're saying, can you knock off 15 grand? because I need 15 grand worth of money to work on this foundation. And the person selling the house is like, uh, well, uh, I don't want to lose 15 grand. So I'm going to say you deal with it. And Uh, that's why, you know, with the whole closing is such a big deal because I mean, you might put in a bid and you may have these like stipulations and then some other guy might come along and go, you know what? I don't care. Sign on dotted line, bang, you know, and they, they take that, that property that you fell in love with right off from underneath you. Let's move on. You got a, you got a question for me? Um, do I have a question for you? You know, are you into fasting? <laughs> uh, here we go. Wearing Bluetooth earpieces and Bluetooth watches with your phone oh, linked yeah, to Wi-Fi in your pocket while exercising. <laughs> Isn't Wi-Fi and cell phone radiation bad for me? Three, two, one, go. Uh, is isn't everything bad for you? You know, is Wi-Fi and Bluetooth bad? I remember back in the day when the phones were about the size of a brick, they were saying that the cell phones would give you uh, brain cancer. And I remember that being a segment of 2020, and I actually held off on buying a cell phone uh, for as long as I did. We'll never know how bad these things are until a generation passes. And so there is no way to quantify it. But I would say, you know, some of the radiation that comes from your cell phone, Bluetooth, you know, I know when I wear my my wearable, my Apple Watch, it's telling me my pulse. I don't exactly know how it does it, but it must be shooting a beam in my body somewhere. Uh, it's brought to be on par with like breathing in like, you know, uh, fumes from a car or, you know, uh, the microwave uh, standing next to a fluorescent light. I don't know. There's little things that give off these little radioactive waves that can't be good for us, but we don't know exactly how bad they are for us and will they affect your quality of life? Only a generation will tell. I would have to say it's pretty safe. Otherwise, a lot of these these companies would definitely be in line for huge, and I do mean huge, class action lawsuits. And if there is something that a company doesn't want to do, it's lose money. Any thoughts, Ross? Uh, yeah, I think that's the one thing because I, you know, we've heard about talk about five G and how that's going to put like a you know umbrella to give us all cancer and burn down forests and A, B, and C. I, you know, like I'm on a standby with that, but like, you know, I listened to a guy named Ben Grindfield, and he lives in a house that doesn't have Wi Fi, so he does a lot of pre recording on his podcast too. So there are those low frequency, low frequency things that can be a value but i'd say look into it because you can go into like a little bit of rabbit hole but you know less you know low frequency low frequency signals in your house is kind of the better thing but it's better but it's like it it can't be good for you but how bad is it for you really no one will ever actually know i think you know honestly i think we're we're the, the real concern should be what we're doing to the environment. You know, the, the planet's been along for how long and I don't know how much longer it's going to last. It's going to be way before we're gone, obviously. But like, I mean, as you, I mean, that should be your main concern. Uh, some of this, some of these like your portable devices, how much, you know, radio frequencies are given off and how much it affects your health. Eh, I, I just don't see those being the major issues down the road, you know. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, I got a question for you, Ross, and it's the last one of the day, man. You better gear up and knock this one out of the park. Here we go. How long do appliances typically last, and are expensive ones worth the money? Are extended warranties worth it? I'd I'd be more interested in that second part, because I think we hit this first part in uh, another episode. But three, two, one, go. 
Um, you know, it you know, like definitely I've seen like ovens last, you know, you know, good oven lasts. Even my oven in my apartment lasts with a small little thing. And that's probably about, you know, 30 years old. Um, you know, I think a lot of the standards have definitely come up from a lot of companies, uh, Kenmore to GE. So it's kind of like vehicles. Um, you know, I'd say like, even like high end, you know, microwaves, it's all pretty much the same mechanism that's inside that thing. So, you know, are you going to buy, is it okay worth to buy the extended warranty for, you know, a gas oven, you know, stovetop? I don't think so because it's pretty much going to last. I don't know how much abuse you are, but there are clients. I've had a client replace their oven due to the amount of cooking that they were doing inside their house all the time. Just like they replaced their oven 10 years later and we remodeled their their kitchen and I was surprised how that oven did not last and I was just like what happened but it was just greasy sloppy beaten up so and I believe they did have a warranty on it but it was kind of past due so you're taking a gamble with those warranties you know that's how they they they, it's just like insurance you know you never need it until you need it so I mean are they good maybe in some cases Um, but my question how much would you pay for your refrigerator fridge freezer combo Fridge freezer combo, you know, the price I've seen, what, $1,200? Okay, because there's like this, like, I don't know if it's Samsung that has one, but it's like close to like six grand. I mean, it literally takes a picture of your fridge from your phone. So like, let's say I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, "Mm, did I have milk? I don't remember. I can actually look on my phone. And I mean, it it does some amazing stuff, but there's got to be a threshold where you cross and go, yeah, I I don't need all those features. But man, some of those, (laughs) I'll be honest, man, some of those fridges are absolutely stunning. And I would love to have one, but it can't be worth six grand, can it? I think if you did buy the six grand, you know, refrigerator, it's convenience. And then after a while, you're just that convenience all the time of what's in your refrigerator. You know, some of them essentially just have like what looks like an iPad built into the fridge. So you can like digitally put your schedule on there or you can leave a note for somebody. But I mean, you could do most of that with an iPad. Why don't you just put like double sided tape and, and slap it on your twelve hundred dollar fridge? You know, well, yeah, eventually, if you have your your future refrigerator, it's going to be 10 years old. And it's like the 10 year old, you know, Mercedes Benz that you're driving around. I don't know. I don't know. I you kinda, know, I, I like to tend to things that kind of look, you know, that a little more classic that last one more time but if, you, if it's in your price range go for it but i don't know sometimes i feel like those fit and finishes you know like one thing i have my parents they have a cheese drawer and i hate the cheese drawer why because i always have to pull this thing out in order to flip up this stupid lid or lift yeah. up the lid it's and most of the time you know more lifting and kind of reaching is it gets really annoying uh-huh. after a while because especially you're the amount in a of cheese you like in the morning to get your items. Yeah. Yes, there are shelves that are occupied, so sometimes you're like, "Why did they just put another door in here? Why? Where are my cheese? Do you really like a, a refrigerator that pulls from the bottom versus that door on the left side? You know, it's really more narrow, or do you like a wider one? It's really you have to consider, and then amount, and also the amount of mouths you have to feed in your house. So how much you want to put in? Ross, we got so. one final question. It's for me. Go ahead, ask it. All right, I'm going to ask you your question, and and our last question for the evening: What are the best exercises to do, and which are a waste of time? For example, burpees are overlooked, just as, but essential. Slow jogging at a slow pace is overrated and useless. 
Nah, you, you, you read the question, Funky, but essentially what are the best exercises to and which ones are a waste of time? I think the best exercises you can do, here we go, in no particular order, push-ups, pull-ups, bodyweight squats, and that's about it. You get good at those exercises, uh, everything else kind of work outward from there. Which ones are a waste of time? Um, some of these small movement exercises, um, I, you, I don't see how they apply to the real world. Uh, my favorite exercise, if you're looking for an example that's a complete waste, is if like, let's say Ross, you're standing up and you put you put two dumbbells on your hand and you're just, you kind of lean to one side and then lean to the other side and you think you're engaging your uh, obliques. Uh, if you have five pounds going down and five pounds going up at the same time, how much work are you really doing? And you see that exercise all the time at the gym. Are right. people targeting the obliques? Um, that that one that's kind of a that's one of those common uh, trainer exercises that we make fun of people for doing. Yes, we do make fun of people. Um, some of the other exercises that are um, you know anytime you're doing a lap pull down behind your neck. Uh, it's probably useless exercise. I mean, you can get into specifics, uh, and, and you see a lot of these. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, like burpees, I think are a good exercise if you're trying to elevate your heart rate. But are they, you know, good for in terms of building strength stuff like that? No, it really depends on what your goals. You know, is it good to jog in places? Is that a uh, a great exercise? It, it to get the body warm. Is that a good workout? No, uh, it's just not enough intensity. So uh, it really depends on what you're trying to do. But yeah, don't do that exercise. Anything that targets the oblique specifically, I think you can kind of stay away from it because if you lift a muscle, isn't shouldn't in theory it gets str- uh, bigger? So why are you trying to get your obliques bigger? You want your waistline smaller don't you i don't know anybody that wants a bigger waistline stick with the basics push-ups pull-ups get good at pull-ups i'm telling you uh anything with uh and then how about this one a pull-up from they call them australian pull-ups they pull up from down under uh you could take a uh a bar and as long as you're underneath it and close to being parallel to the ground pulling in you know that's a phenomenal exercise um Enhanced, like anything pushing up, enhanced push ups are kind of tough to do. But uh, get good at squatting, you know, jump squats, jumping on a box, barbell loaded, whatever. Push ups, pull ups, and squats. I mean, you can get phenomenal workout with just three exercises. Ross, that's it, man. We're going to wrap it up. How, what'd you think? I love this lightning question stuff. Why don't you come up with questions? I came up with quite well, my, my friend Dan did, but we came up with questions, man. When are you going to come up with some? I will. There you have it, folks. Episode number 13 is in the books. Tune in next week when we do part three of our three-part series, Lightning Round Questions. I guarantee you next week is going to be a doozy. And if you have a question of your own, please hit me up at andy at coachpots.com. We'll see you next time.